Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. The off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Seat Time, everybody. Brian Pierce, your host for this fine Tuesday evening. Welcome and thank you for tuning in for episode 2013, 213. Why do I keep doing that, Stephen? Because beer. That's why. So obviously, this is Seat Time, the online show for the off-road enthusiasts. If you guys do any kind of beer drinking while you do your bench racing about all the off-road riding and racing you may have done this past weekend or months, because it is the summer and people take off and go ride, this is the place for you to be, and we thank you very much for tuning in. We're going to have fun tonight. Um, we're going to take it back to the roots of literally sitting on the couch and drinking beer and discussing things that have gone on in the off-road world, because we're going to have the ginger ninja, Mr. Jared Bolton, on this evening to chat. It's going to be a good time. I have been all kinds of busy, and I apologize if it seems like I've just been all over the place. It's because I have been, and it sucks for all of us, but we just kind of make it work. So Seat Time, of course, is brought to you by the fine folks over at Fly Racing. You can check them out at flyracing.com. It is the summer. Go get yourself some kinetic mesh gear so that way it breathes that much better, and you can have that much more fun while you're out there riding your motorcycle this hot, hot, hot summer. Of course, flyracing.com. Kinda Tire, USA at kindatire.com. We're going to be riding the triple sticky up front yeah, the equilibrium in the back in colorado which is going to be an amazing time if you guys want to try that combination go to your local dealer ask to try them out and they'll be able to get you those out so kindatire.com srt off-road easily enough srtoffroad.com i'm telling you jared bolton couldn't screw this shit up it's so easy so you want to get protection for your bikes you want to have good times out there and make sure you support guys that are hugely supporting the off-road go do that with SRT Offroad, you can get it at srtoffroad.com or from your local dealer. Easiest way to do it. Man, that was a lot. Of course, we are Seat Time. I'm Brian Pierce, your host for this fine evening. I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in a little bit. So, Joy Bolton, what the hell has been going on, my man? Uh, not much. Just kind of hanging out in the uh, what has now been dubbed the man cave, I guess. It's kind of sort of like a cave, I guess. Uh, I, feel like, I feel like your helmet... Setup and clothes little area are way too organized. Yeah, I'm kind of OCD, so uh, gotta be just right, or uh, I'll like pinpoint that every time I walk down the stairs. That's very strange. I don't do that at all. My garage is a mess, and when you walk in there, there is sawdust all over the place, and half of my gear. It's just like covered in sawdust, and it is just no fun for anybody. It's just not a good time. But, you know, we all try to see what we can do and see if we can make it work. So did we lose you, Mr. Bolton? I, I think I'm back. You think you're back? I think you're back, too. You look so much better now that you're back. I know. Yeah, for the second time. Well, dude, what the heck's been going on, man? We haven't had a, chat, a chance to chat in a while. Yeah, not much. Just, uh, as folks would say, living the quote-unquote dream. Yes. Um, just riding around, stapling arrows on trees so uh, people know which way to go GNCCs and uh, occasionally riding a motorcycle, but not as much as I'd like to and all that good stuff. So I have to ask, with all those arrows that you put up directing people in directions to go, do they actually follow them and like not cut the course? Absolutely not. <laughs> What's the best like trail cutting that you've seen? Either... In person, as in, like, holy crap, you're, like, watching the guy just, like, cut the track. Or 
potentially maybe like you're like back and you're just seeing these lines of people, you know, when you're taking down arrows and you're kind of like, what? This is no. Like, what is going on? Oh, it's it's always when you're taking them down. You know, it's no matter what, you could ride around at those places for a month beforehand and try to block everything you can, and somebody would still come up with something. And it, like, it never fails that you're you'll be pulling down arrows and you get off the quad and you reach over and you pull one and you look and you see a track going like the complete wrong way and you're like, how? I mean, like, who did this? Why? Like, you 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 saved literally like a second and a half, but you went way over here and you could have run over something and potentially taken yourself out. So it's always something. It's always a good time when you're out there in the woods by yourself with the arrows. Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, now that you've kind of like, you know, Barry Hawk's not there anymore, right? He is now, you know, like team managing a team. He's managing a team. He's the team manager of a team. Let's go with that. Um, how has it been for you this year now that you're probably having to have a little bit more going on, but you're trying to kind of also not, you know, work too hard because you're probably only getting paid the same? Yeah, it's it's been uh it's been a lot different and uh over the winter after Barry left we actually hired Ryan Eccles and Ryan Ryan was a long time GNCC racer. He landed on a few X C two podiums, uh, mostly some of the tougher races. I think he got he got second at Snowshoe a couple of times. Uh you know, solid rider, so to bring him in to have that like you know, fast guy look at things and then you got me with this kind of like slow average guy look at things it's been real good this year so you know with, with his help and me doing it and then of course you know Jeff Russell's always there and, and Jeff has so so many years of experience like you know anytime me and Ryan have a problem just go to Jeff and it's usually sorted out within two or three minutes so <laughs> it's, been, it's been a big learning experience but at the same time it's been a lot Right, yeah, the, the problem is sorted out or you're sorted out? Which one is it? Uh, both. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, no, 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 you're going to go over there and do this. Okay, I apologize, you're right. That does sound like the better option. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, um, I, I mean, there, there are a plethora of things that we could talk about. One of those things is going to be some of the turnout that I've seen at the Full Gas Sprint um, when it comes to some of the, 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 the name uh, of riders. That are turned out in a pro category. Oh, excuse me. And uh, as I said, it's been a couple long ass days. And then, of course, too, we talk about the GNCC. We've seen a lot of stuff going on there. If we go back to the beginning of the year, we knew that Caleb Russell was coming in, kind of still healing from his knee injury from last year that he sustained at the ISDE. Um, so Josh Strang was kind of on a winning streak, and then all of a sudden, Caleb, Caleb Russell just like had it, whatever it was that he didn't have before, and he went on a winning streak. And then two, two rounds ago, I think it was at the Tomahawk GNCC, is all of a sudden, you know, we know Jay Strang's in front, he's doing awesome, and then we see that they're battling and they're going back and forth, and then all of a sudden, Caleb Russell doesn't finish the race. And we, we kind of figure out what happens. They talk about it a little bit in some of the, the videos and then, of course, in some of the, the write-ups where they had kind of got to they, – they were separated and somehow the track goes into two, two little splits, kind of like started to come back together, and neither of them were going to let off. So Strang let off a little bit. Caleb Russell goes down or goes, goes into the lead at that point, and they get to another one of those sections. And this time Strang's like, I can't – let him have it again so it doesn't back off and they wreck and apparently they both wreck but then Caleb Russell 
doesn't finish because of a mechanical. And it's tough because you're like, oh, mechanical. Like, well, what, what happens out there? You know, like kind of stuff. So I didn't know if you maybe had some more information on us so we could kind of talk about a little bit of the bike and a little bit of the, 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 the little bit of the battle that went on out there. Yeah, I mean, you, you pretty much hit the nail on the head there as, to, as far as I know. I, you know of course, I'll, it just happened to be, a, you know, a place where I wasn't at, which is, you know, when you got a 10, 12-mile track, you can only be in so many places at once. So, and you, uh, you try hard, from what I understand, to be everywhere. So it's tough that you weren't yeah. there. So uh, my understanding was, yeah, like you said, they but pretty much they both, but they both just tried to occupy the same space at the same time. Right. And at that level, when you're really pushing hard and you're really pushing for it, doesn't really work out so well, and it just so happened that Caleb got the short end of the stick on that one, um, which, are, you know, that's usually not something that happens with him. You know, he's usually one to finish races, so uh, did come together, and it, I, I guess it was a pretty hard crash. I mean, it left the motorcycle pretty mangled, and I saw some of the plastic that they took off the bike when they reprepped it for the next race, and it was like the top of the shroud was just like sheared completely off. And uh, I think he actually broke uh, where the fuel pump goes into the gas tank. He actually broke that off, just broke it off. And that, that's actually what caused him not to finish the race. Yeah, you can't do that if you're not getting gas to the motorcycle, can you? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, usually... If you're if you're gonna finish a race, you want a motorcycle to run. You want to have gas in it, and uh, if it's not pumping that gas out of there, it's probably <laughs> not gonna run. I'm you know I'm no expert mechanic, but what little bit I know, it doesn't run too good without getting fuel to it. Yeah, hopes and dreams are one thing, but unfortunately, we need the petrol to make that combustion. So. Making it a good time happen. Well, that's good. I'm I'm glad to at least kind of get a little bit more light on the situation. Um, I don't know why situations like that have to be so vague. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, why, why couldn't they have, have said, you know, oh, we're getting to a bad wreck, and it, unfortunately the, the fuel pump ripped off the gas tank and this, that, the other, blah, 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 but then, you know, we don't get that kind of information. It just seems weird. What do you think? Do we need to hide everything? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're just complete secrets and... Everybody should just keep secrets from everybody. I think it's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Well, what has been some of the, let's talk about some fun stuff that you've done to GNCCs. Have you got any like interesting highlights this year that have just been absolutely like either like mud fleas? Everybody loves the mud fleas. Like, what have they done this year that is just like, oh my God, this has been epic? You know, honestly, it's been kind of, it's been a little on the tame side this year, but, you know, all bets are off when you get to Snowshoe, and at Snowshoe, we've got Howard's Hole, which is, you know, it starts out, it's it's a little wet, there's like, you know, maybe that much water in it, uh, we're laying it out, it might get a little slick here and there, but uh, by like the second lap of the morning quad race, it looks like a bomb hit it, and there's like... <laughs> So many people there. There's, you know, plenty of beer to go around, and it, it's it's pretty awesome. I mean, honestly, I I 
get kind of busy and do other stuff and don't really get to get back down there. But the videos and the pictures, I don't think it really does it justice from what little bit I've been down there. So it's it's pretty interesting. And I always like to say that the the younger people at Howard's Hole now are probably the children and the grandchildren of the same people that were partying at the Route 93 <laughs> River crossing the Plastics. <laughs> they were they were conceived at the Blackwater 100 and then made their way over to Snowshoe to Howard's Hole. Yeah, they were born into it. I mean, that's that's how it works. So. <laughs> that's actually kind of funny. I wonder how many kids could say they've been. I, I, dude, do you think that the kids have been conceived at Howard's Hole? I, uh, you know, I've spent a fair amount of time down there picking up trash. And uh, I'm going to have to give an honest answer. Probably not. <laughs> uh, he's like, everybody's actually using protection, strangely enough. Yeah, exactly. So what you're telling me is you've actually picked up prophylac- prophylactic uh, wrappings? Oh, no, no. Huh? I'm saying I have not. <laughs> oh, man, that would have been awesome. You're like, yeah. oh, no, no, everybody there is super safe. They get really drunk and they look rowdy, but they totally wear condoms. Yeah, they're, they're super safe. They, they, like, make sure they make it back up the mountain very safely. <laughs> and usually a lot of them don't make it back for Sunday's bike race. Uh, yeah, lo and behold, who would have who figured? Uh, what, uh, what are the – what are the? because I've heard Snowshoe has some pretty good uh, night parties, right? Like some good after parties going on on Friday and Saturday night. How are those? I mean I, I know you don't get the go-go, but I'm sure you've like been to them enough to kind of like tell us some good booby, good booby stories. Oh, yeah. You know, we always have uh, – you know, a lot of the, the restaurants and you know, the, re- the bars are actually in the restaurants. So, that you know, they kind of get crowded with people wanting to eat. And, but we have, you know, we have bands that play and everything and – the whole village was just like, just crammed full of people all watching these bands, and you know it, it's pretty cool. You know, everybody's hanging out, and you know there are people who are having a few drinks, and you know, it, it's all a really good time. And actually, is for the people from West Virginia, you know, you always get country roads always gets played, and it was actually really really cool to see Tim Cotter get up there and sing country roads with the band. <laughs> <laughs> How did you not put that on Facebook Live? Ah, uh, yeah, I, I should have. There's actually there's Wi-Fi in the village. So. There's the Wi-Fi there. Yeah, I should have connected to the Wi-Fi and just Facebook Live. I would agree. I think that that would have if, been the way to do it. For anybody who's never been to Snowshoe, if you have Verizon, you're you're not going to be able to do any sort of Facebook Live. Oh, <laughs> it's kind of a dead zone. Yeah, exactly. But AT and T works incredibly well. And a fun little like reasoning, scientific thing behind that is Snowshoe is actually located right in the. They have a national like radio free zone, and any like radio stations, any sort of radio communication, cell phones, anything like that is actually really ex- extremely limited in this area because they do they do like military training and stuff like that in this area. And actually, about two mountains over from Snowshoe, there's this colossal telescope it's like they basically they listen to space so uh therefore it's you know cell service of any sort is extremely limited there which to me that's part of what makes it so cool is you're there you're kind of like 
sucked away from technology and you're just on this mountain with you know some restaurants and bars and an awesome motorcycle and ATV race to hang out all hang out at all weekend. So it's kind of cool. <laughs> well, that's a I, I, Tam and I have. It's tough because we've always wanted to make it. It's just never worked out. That's always turns out to be my wife's birthday weekend, and she's kind of like, "No, you're not driving me across the country." Uh, the week before my birthday so that then we can watch a motorcycle race on my birthday weekend. And I'm always like, I mean, I get that, but, you know, it's like, I mean, are you sure? Like, we can't do that? Like, what the hell? So, I don't know. What do you think? You got any suggestions on how I should talk her into it? it it's well worth a trip, honestly. I mean, everything about it is just, it's so cool. I mean, it's, it's every bit as like rugged and gnarly as people say it is, and you know, for the for the pro guys, it might not necessarily be quite as hard because it's, you know, it's kind of geared. You got to get everybody around the track, and, you know, with the some of the B guys aren't quite as good, and the really really technical stuff like everybody else. Uh, but you know, all in all, you see stuff there that you won't see at any other GNCC. So it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, one day I really do hope to make that event. I've raced a couple. I've raced there. For a, back when Norba was still around, I raced a national, national downhill race there, and it rained, and it was nasty as fuck, and it was a horrible event, but it was still so much fun just because you were hanging it out on this nasty-ass track, um, just slipping and sliding all over the place. So it was, you know, in the long run, it was super fun looking back on it, but at the moment, it was just like, oh, my God, I want this weekend to be over. You know, it's not until you look back on it until you realize, like, you were up on the top of this mountain just kicking ass and taking names. Uh, so it was pretty neat. Yeah, it's cool. I've looked at a lot of their downhill trails, too, and they look like so much fun. Like, I haven't ridden downhill ever in my life, but it's, I know it's something I'd really enjoy. And, you know, their stuff looks like a ton of fun to me. It is. It really is. And that's the thing is I just saw recently, I don't think like two or three weeks ago, Jason Hooper went downhill riding for the first time ever on a, a couple of giant glories that he had from his Carolina bike works. And I'm like, dude, how have you just gone downhill mountain biking? Like, this is like, seriously, you know, it's like in 2005, I spent a week alone in Whistler. Like it's kind of, it's kind of blows my mind that, you know, that this was his first time as if anybody rides motorcycles, go downhill mountain biking. You will love it. Like cross country is fun. It's a good time. It's a way to stay fit and that kind of stuff. But man alive, if you go to a legit, like, uh, lift access kind of downhill mountain biking place you will have so much fun it's going to be a good time what other kind of stuff has been going on for you like did you kind of think has been questionable in the in the off-road worlds yeah I mean it's been uh, yeah, honestly this past weekend was like the first weekend I've had off since Easter because we uh, you know obviously uh, here at the office, you know, I work out of the office now. I moved to Morgantown, West Virginia, to do all this full time, and we've also got we also got High Point Motocross. So we've had the national, we've had an ATV motocross, we had a Loretta Lens regional, and then we've had local races there. So it's been there's something been going on every weekend, basically like seems like all year. So there's uh, been a uh, been doing all that and you know it, it is you know I'm not gonna lie it's a lot of fun it's a lot of work you know kind of you know it can kind of wear on you after a while but I mean what else am I gonna do yeah and I grow your hair back out so we can make fun of you for that yeah exactly I just got rid of that too I, I had it 
going a little bit, and uh, yeah, I, do, I just can't do it anymore. Dude, I hear you. I know. I keep seeing pictures of dudes with long hair, and I was like, yeah. No sideburns. I can't do the sideburns either. Uh-uh. It'd be awesome to have long hair again, but I just keep going, hell no, I'm not putting a helmet on with long hair, because then it's all like in your face, and nobody needs yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. You end up looking like a goofball. Yeah, way worse than normal for us. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to know if you've paid attention to the full gas sprint enduro. One of the things that I've noticed is I've kind of been watching results and kind of doing the the if we've been you know put together the the Kenda rider uh, recap videos and stuff like that. Is it looks like the kind of the pro class, if you will, for the full gas has kind of dwindled a little bit. You know, we kind of we sad had seen, um, I guess what I thought would be a pretty stacked field for being what the AMA calls kind of a regional series. Um, but it, it seems that it's kind of laxed a little bit. I don't know. If yeah. That's... You know, I, yeah, I'm, I'm to, to me, I think it's, uh, it's more, it's kind of more like training for the six days guys is really, I think that's what the approach. A lot of those guys are taking at it. Uh, what little bit I've looked at, I've been like more impressed with some of the guys like like Billy Schlag. I think Billy Schlag got sixth overall and won the Open A class. And Billy races like Senior A in GNCCs, so yeah, that's pretty cool. And then you know, obviously I had Damon Bradshaw come out last time. That's pretty cool as well. You know, kind of a you know, being from North Carolina, you know, you've got to be a big Bradshaw fan. You yeah, have that to was kind of like one of the guys I looked up to back in the day. And I even I had to get that retro Fox gear. You know, that's what that's what Bradshaw wore. So you know, here it is, like twenty some years after he wore it, and they remade it, and I just like died. I you know, I had I had to get it. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool to see Damon Bradshaw out there, um, and apparently that was his first off road race. So uh, I, did, I haven't had a chance to really catch up with Rob on what he's, you know, what he's been filming with the Bradshaw brothers. Do you, are, what are they kind of doing? Are they, do you know if they're trying to like, kind of like rebuild a little bit of their brand to kind of like come out and do a little bit more events? Or You, you know, I'm not 100% positive. I haven't really like talked to Rob and those guys exactly about it just yet. But it does, you know, it looks to me like I think it's going to be real cool when they start putting these, you know, putting this series together because I think it's sort of like, from what I can gather, it looks like this sort of like getting back to their roots thing. And I know, uh, I know Damon's brother Zach. I know he's been racing a lot of the North Carolina hair scrambles and stuff. So yeah, it's you know, it's pretty cool. And hopefully, you know, get them out and get them to a few different races here and there and see some different stuff. And you know, I want to see uh, Beast from the East rip it up. Yeah, uh, and we've seen like uh, guys like Brock Hepler in the in the in the Enduros there on the Northeast as well, kicking ass and taking names. You know, he had a lot to go through with all the concussions he was having, and uh, obviously he's gotten healthier from that. Um, concussions are such a weird thing. If you go back and watch football, um, you know, and everything that they've gone through with kind of like learning about concussions, and then of course what we've just learned with uh, with Dave Mira. Uh, it, it's kind of like holy crap! Like concussions are way more serious than you would think they are, uh, from just hitting your head. Uh, but everything goes on up there, so we know that Brock Hippler, that was one of the big reasons that he had to stop racing was because of all the concussions he did have. So it, it, it's great to see him in a position where he can be more consistent in in riding and be able to to stay healthy and keep kicking ass on a dirt bike. Um, so. 
It's interesting because we talked with Trey Kennard one time a couple of years ago, and I asked him, like, how are you know, when are you going to do some trail riding? And a big thing for him was that he didn't like trail riding because of its inconsistencies. He liked the fact that on a motocross track, he could kind of like, you know, tick the laps and kind of notice that it didn't change nearly as much. And it was easier to kind of like stay, see how consistent he had stayed. Do you think that for some of these guys, it just comes later in life when they're kind of away from that routine like that? that they start kind of seeing a little bit more of the fun side of like legitimately racing off road. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I mentioned a few minutes ago, I mentioned Billy Schlag and, uh, Billy was actually, he was never like a big name pro motocrosser, but he was a pro motocrosser back, uh, early, early mid nineties. And, um, I, you know, I remember talking to him about it, uh, kind of, I think it was back at the at the banquet, the GNCC banquet at the end of last year, and you know, talking about you know he was motocrosser, you know, strict motocrosser for years and years and years, and then kind of started trying some off-road stuff and really really liked it, and just kind of just made a full-on switch now. And I think uh, I think a lot of guys kind of feel the same way. You know, they look at it and they think, oh, you know, I never liked doing that when I was younger, and then they get a little bit older, and the you know the constant fierce jumping and you know heck i'm only like 26 and i don't like to jump anymore so i you know i, I completely get that and uh you know so you get into the off-road thing and they realize man you know this is not you know it's not as bad as i thought it was and you know maybe some of them tried some races years ago when things were a little tougher and you know now things have become a lot easier i you know i personally i like technical tougher stuff but we've really adapted to making more, you know, more rideable tracks, you know, rideable for everybody, you know, even people that have very little riding experience in general. And I think that's kind of helped some of the motocross guys transition. And I think, uh, I think in the years moving forward, we're going to definitely see more of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think that brings us to a really good idea about like Ryan Sipes? Like, how do you think his progression in off road has been? Do you feel that he's like reached his potential, or do you think that there's still a little bit more yeah, transition I, for know, him? Oh, there's definitely more potential for Brian. You know, it's obviously winning six days last year. That's that's a huge deal in itself, and you know he's landed a number of GNCC podiums now, and you know he's still kind of alluded to you know. A win, a GNCC win, still kind of hasn't been able to pull that off. But I think moving forward, you know, as long as he keeps pushing himself, and the more he figures out, the more he learns, and you know, maybe a little bit of tough luck from some other guys, and I definitely think you can see Sipes uh, contending for some GNCC wins. And then I think same thing with him. I think uh, as the years roll on, I think we're kind of going to see more of kind of like it was in the the early to mid nineties with GNCC where it was a lot of, uh, the motocross guys started making their transition to the GNCC world. I mean, obviously, you know, Fred Andrews, Fred Andrews won the 93 GNCC championship and he was a long time motocrosser. And then you had Guy Cooper come in and race a few years, Mike Kudrowski, you know, guys like that. And, uh, that kind of thinned out. And we got, uh, in the mid 2000s and a lot of those guys you know well the motocross guys weren't really doing that anymore and then 
now Slipes has come back, and I think uh, I think maybe a few years down the road we might see Zach Osborne do the same thing. And you know, it's it's just a matter of time before we see more of these guys do the same thing. Yeah, I, I think it's it seem, it does seem like a, a pretty normal transition. Um, you know, like for us, like we kind of grew up riding off road. Um, so it's it's the norm, you know. It's it's when you go to motocross, it's like nope, I don't do those speeds, I don't do those jumps because that's just now we we didn't we grew up in the trees, like you didn't have that kind of stuff there. So it's that much of a of a weirder transition to make to those kind of speeds and those kinds of jumps, but to kind of like maybe back down on the speed a little bit and add a little bit more technicality because of the fact that you're going slower in different types of terrain. Is, is just as weird of a switch for those guys, and it's kind of crazy to realize that that's a thing. Um, you know, that they could have such an issue with, with making the switch to the more technical, a little bit slowed down kind of speeds versus what we would have when we were kind of trying to go a little bit faster and jump bigger jumps. So. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, every now and then a few of us from the office might go out and ride at high point a little bit. But I'm usually good for maybe a max of three or four laps on the motocross track and then i'm like okay let's uh let's go play in the woods a little bit <laughs> yeah that's uh i you know i motocross is fun at times you know and it's definitely to me to me it's more fun to race motocross than it is to just go and just ride at a motocross track that's just me but uh you know all in all i've, I've always been a woods guy I always will be and, it's definitely a, like a natural habitat for me, like a like a mosquito, just hanging out in the woods. <laughs> just just being all awkward, just here waiting for you to get my bite on. Arr, yeah. arr. Um, well, when was what was the most technical riding you think you've ever done? Oh man, you know that, that's hard. But uh, I'd say some some of the more tough stuff I've done. I can really 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 remember was uh used to have the uh brown mountain lights enduro in north carolina and it actually the last few years they had it you'd start on the back side of steel creek where we had the gncc at you start on a different part of the campground and you'd actually go out and you'd go down the paved road a little bit and then you'd reset so you obviously so you're not racing down the road and you do about i think there's about nine or ten miles where you uh brought up to a it's basically like private property, and you ride one side of a ridge, and you come back down, and you went underneath the bridge, underneath the highway, and you went back up another ridge and around and back down again. And then you actually, when you got back to the highway, you'd go up and you'd go to the Brown Mountain OHV Park, and they had like probably another 45 miles of enduro trail up there at Brown Mountain. And some of that stuff is absolutely so technical. and. It's still there, you know. The OHV park is there, and uh, a lot of the enduro trail is the stuff that you're technically not supposed to ride, but people still do it anyway. Yeah, and uh, I remember there's several sections there where it's just like these huge boulders, and you're just kind of picking your way over and through them, and then you're like looking down like this, and you're thinking, "Oh man, that's a long way down. <laughs> like that's that's real steep over there." So. Kind of work your way through that, and then I, I distinctly remember there's a couple of places where you're, you kind of pop out on some like outcroppings of rocks, and there was there was one where there was like one arrow that was like hung like this that if you weren't looking at it you were gonna like blow right past it, and it was just like a straight rock drop off, but if you 
you know, if you were smart enough to see that arrow, you just turn, and it was still like it was still a drop off, but it was actually rotable and not like you're gonna break your neck doing it. <laughs> it wasn't death defying. <laughs> so some of that stuff was oh, that was that's probably my all time favorite enduro I've ever ridden, and I, you know, it's a shame shame we don't have it anymore. But you know, there's some just like anything else, some land use issues, and it's actually in a in a national forest, and you know, a lot of times forestry services. You know, they've got so many rules, it's real hard to work around, but uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. And actually, I think the, uh, the piece of private property that we rode, I believe that was in the first ever DVD that Shane Watts put out. It was just like, a, not an instructional DVD, but just a riding, just a riding video. And uh, I believe that was like the very opening segment of that video. I think that was the same place. Hmm. We have to go check it out and see. Yeah, I bring it up because like technical riding, we're getting ready to go to Colorado next week. So we're not going to have a show. We're going to be riding in Colorado doing Sea Time Adventures. And we wanted to know why you're not going to be there. I guess we're going to keep waiting to find out. His internet has just pooped the bed. So as we wait for him to come back in, one of the things is, so yes, we're going to be doing Sea Time Adventures next week. I don't know if you guys noticed, but we did share one of the videos earlier today from the first teaser day. So there's going to be more teaser days coming, so just make sure you pay attention. Right, Mr. Jared Bolton? Yeah, uh, I don't know. My computer sucks or something. I think it's probably more the internet. Yeah, interwebs. Interwebs are the devil. So why aren't you coming to Colorado with us? Oh, I got to go to Loretta's. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Got to be at Loretta's for like three weeks, four, five, six. I don't know. Be there a while. Whatever they tell you. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, basically I'll show up whenever I'm told to show up and I'll leave when I'm told I can leave. <sighs> but it's awesome. It's awesome. We, you know, we stay and we kind of clean the place up and. I scrap a cedar on the back of a quad and I ride around flinging grass seed for like two days. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> is that just to grow back the grass on the track itself? Or is oh, that no, like I mean, the other parts of the property you have to like essentially redo? Yeah, we, we reseed and reclaim the whole motocross track. We do like the areas we park in and we do like the big field we park in we do the field down by Loretta's house so it's it's like a little bit of everything so, you know it, it's funny like doing this I've learned more about like landscaping and farming and stuff like that than I ever thought I'd ever knew <laughs> you're like I just want to ride motorcycles why do I feel like I'm a landscaper yeah exactly like you know I'm like oh it's you know it's cool we ride around we have motorcycle races and then we also landscape oh well I just this would be a good one Loretta Lynn's, maybe what? Well, we all know that kids have been conceived there. What are some of you, what are some of your crazy stories from maybe catching kids doing stuff they're not supposed to be doing at Loretta's? <laughs> oh man, there's two kids that are I'm watching this right now. Two of our TV guys that I know that are like they're laughing at me thinking, you know, I, they've got stories that they want me to tell, but I probably can't really divulge those stories. <laughs> can, you have but, them, uh, can you have them text me and then I'll tell the story? <laughs> yeah, that'd be real nice. Uh, 
But, uh, you know, it's always – usually I don't really run into too many people doing what they're not supposed to be doing because uh, usually it's like I'll work and we just kind of go back. We stay on property in the cabin, so we'll usually just go back to the cabin and just kind of hang out and you know, eat dinner and whatnot. But uh, usually Saturday night after everything's over, we kind of cruise around and ride around in the woods a little bit at night. and it, It's fun, you know, just kind of – Kind of let loose a little bit, but you know, obviously we don't tear anything up or do anything too stupid. I I don't know how good of a liar you are, but I just don't feel like it's coming across that well right now, Bolton. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, it can get a little wild, but it's not that bad, I guess. <laughs> like he's like, I only bring women's underwear, and it, <laughs> and since I'm there for two weeks, I only bring one week worth. Like, oh, yeah. that's yeah. it? That's it? Yeah, pretty much. Something like that. <laughs> what about what about catching kids? What about catching people doing stuff? What are some good stories there? Since you can't divulge your stories. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, it's not been, it's not been too bad. But, you know, every now and then you'll find, you know, some kids doing something crazy like, uh, basically making their own roadblock. They're like dragging bicycle fence across the road, like the main road through the place. <laughs> you're like, what are you and doing, guys? Bicycle fence across, and you just kind of roll up. You're like, uh, what you doing? Uh, nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always, it's always, well, my friend, or, you know, it, it's, it's never, nobody can ever just be like, okay, we were being stupid. We were doing something we weren't supposed to be doing. We'll stop. It's always like, oh, I was putting it back, or, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Somebody else left it out. Yeah, exactly. We were just fixing it. That or, you know, you always see, and especially, you know, we do the, we do the motocross, the amateur motocross, and then we do, uh, we do the uh, ATV motocross next weekend. So it's like you kind of have this transition period, but like some of the ATV motocross people start showing up. So, uh, you know, there's always, like, people around, and every now and then, you know, like, that kind of week in between, you'll find people, like, riding around in places that they shouldn't be, and you're just like, hey, uh, you know, you're, you're not supposed to be here, you need to go park the pit bike or whatever, and they're like, oh, I just, I, I didn't know where I was at, I got, I got lost. You're like, okay, you know, I was, I was 16 once. Yeah, you're like, you got lost in your full gear, and you're fucking going 60 miles an hour on a dirt road in the back middle of nowhere, you're like, ah. <laughs> so what are they saying? What are they saying? What are you saying? Obviously, we can tell you're getting messages. <laughs> Somebody said, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> we all know what happens. I'm not naming any names, Skeeter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm, like, I'm 36. I get 37. I get 37 at the end of this month. And I wish that I could remember at least half of the stupid shit that I did as a kid at all the enduro races that I went to with my dad and stuff like that, like kicking it with all the kiddos and all that stuff. I just got nothing, man. I just can't remember any of that crap anymore, and it's just pathetic that I can't remember because I know that we did, that we had to have done some of the stupidest shit. But I think at the GNCCs, especially Loretta Lynn's, like, at, at, you know, Loretta Lynn's, the motocross event, that it would be umpteenth, 800 times worse because there's just that many more kids and and sometimes when it comes to kids that are a little bit more privileged in some of these situations they feel like they can do things that are escalated to a certain level of craziness 
Yeah, yeah, but you know, it's it's really, it's really not that bad. You know, it's a lot of people. You know, they stay in line because I think a lot of them know, like, oh, if I do this, I'm gonna get busted, and I'll, I might not get to race. Like, a lot of them right. know that they can get disqualified doing stupid stuff. So, you know, a lot of people stay in line, and it's like what you do see is like just little mischievous things that, you know, a lot of times it's like no harm, no foul, but you're like, come on. <laughs> so what you're saying is if you want to watch, if you want to people watch, go to a GNCC. If you want to race watch, go to Loretta Lynn's motocross. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so Steven, should we go people watch at Snowshoe next year? It sounds like Howard Hole is a place for us to be. That sounds awesome. That does sound, it does sound awesome. What, um, is there UTV racing at Snowshoe? I don't think there is. No, huh? we uh, actually, you know, we do six rounds UTV and six rounds with the 50cc micros, and Snowshoe is neither one because you can't really, if you're going to do 50s at Snowshoe, you'd have to like kind of ride them around a circle in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, up and down the stairs in the village. <laughs> and UTVs would roll off the side of the mountain, and they kind of, yeah. they tend to break pretty easily um you know it's just part of that's that's part of it and uh i think we tear up a lot of equipment trying to get them back up the mountains <laughs> <laughs> either the more utvs trying to make it happen or like actual bulldozers like would probably break trying to make that that kind of a situation happen well let's see uh saturday at snowshoe i was on the quad and i, I dropped off the side of the mountain to go i was just kind of kind of go roam around, make sure nobody needed to be towed out or anything like that. And uh, I crossed the track, went around a turn and started down a hill that's not on the track. And the, uh, like my quad felt like I was just riding the brakes. And I'm like, did I, you know, did I run over something? Something stuck under me? And I look and like the left front tire was like this. <laughs> and I'm like, Whoops. I broke a freaking tire rod. Like I didn't even do anything. Like, it just broke. And uh, so we got me back up, and I got dropped off at our our trucks, and I'm looking around, like, looking for another quad to use, and I'm like, "Um, (laughs) Don't take a UTV. There's no usable quads. Like, one of them had a bad quad, and, like, everybody else had theirs. And I was like, well, okay, I don't know what to do now. So I, I, I put my arrows and my tape and some stuff in a backpack and got on my bike and just kind of rode around and kind of pre-swept and did some other stuff. And I ended up, ended up, uh, kind of waiting around on final sweep and like kind of relieved the sweep guy most of the, like three quarters of the way around that lap and finished out the lap for him. And then, uh, and then Sunday, one of our guys was, was sick. So I stole his commandeered his quad for the day. So it's kind of funny that we like, we all tore up like, six or seven quads at snowshoe and that's just that's with no utv racing or anything like that so if we if we added utvs in the mix we'd probably you know have guys like sitting around like oh i would come down there and tow this guy but i can't because i've got a broken quad and there's nothing here for me to ride (laughs) yeah uh, i'm gonna just hang out i think i'm just gonna wait right here for somebody to come save me while i'm getting saved by all the other savers out there in the world um What's another tough event after Snowshoe? Like, what would you think is probably the, the, the next most tough, tough GNCC after Snowshoe? I, uh, you know, honestly, the, uh, the one that's just out, outside of Morgantown is the, 
the Mountaineer Run in Masontown, West Virginia, that's actually, you know, surprisingly to me, it's a, you know, it's a lot tougher than I thought it would be. And especially for a place that's, you know, it kind of sits on top of a mountain. So it's, there's not really, there's not really any like huge uphills or anything on it, but, uh, there's a couple of rock gardens there that are just freaking brutal. Like, you know, you're, you're going through it thinking, you know, where did this come from? So, uh, that one's pretty tough. And then, uh, you know, obviously Florida, Florida's tough just because it, it gets so rough. You know, yeah, because it it's Florida. Sand loops. I mean, that, I mean, that'll absolutely wear you out. I tried to, I tried to ride a lap in the afternoon quad race and it was like the, I, I honestly like wouldn't wish that on anybody trying to ride a bike. Were you on a quad or a bike? Oh, I was on a bike and it's like, you get these two deep quad ruts and it's like, you go outside and you're good, and then it was like you can't hop over the middle to get to the outside again. So it's like you'd be going inside, and it's like the inside's putting you into trees and like palmettos and everything. So then you're trying not to fall over, and you know it, it's it's freaking brutal to do that. And then even you know we we doze it, and make it pretty good for for Sunday, and then it just still you know it just gets so rutted out and so deep that it just gets absolutely brutal. Yep, talking about dirt bike riding makes me want to go ride my dirt bike. Yeah, exactly. Me too. I'm not gonna lie. Mine's well, all nice and clean. What's that? Mine's all nice and clean. That I'm like, I'm kind of afraid to get it dirty again. Well, man, all that sawdust I was telling you—that's all over my gear in the garage. I've got to go clean off by the end of the week because I got to use it in in Colorado for the Sea Time Adventures ride which I'm disappointed that you're not going to be on, and I feel like Loretta Lynn's is probably going to you know, be the better um, event for you to have, be at. So. Yeah, probably, like, you know, especially financially. It would probably be better for me. <laughs> yes, I don't disagree. Um, but So here, here's what I'm going to need you to do, Mr. Bolton, is as we're out there riding and we're posting pictures and sharing everything that's going on and little videos and stuff, because Mr. Rob's going to be with us, we're going to need your help in sharing all that stuff as we're putting it out there. Are you down? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, cell service sucks at Loretta's, but hey. Oh, I'll my gosh, that is so true. I forgot about that. That uh, I've been there twice, and I was just like, what the fudge is going on? Yeah, but that's to me, that's a, it's the same thing like snowshoes. Like, you're kind of taking all your technology and everything, and you just kind of like, you kind of take it, and you just put it down, and you're just kind of there enjoying the event. Uh, you know, to me, that's that's pretty cool. But uh, I think they've actually made some improvements to it, and I think it's going to be little bit better service there uh not sure not sure what the deal the exact deal is but i think there's better uh for for our staff you know as far as you know work wise i think there's better internet and stuff too so you know hopefully that kind of like speeds up things as far as people getting you know tv coverage and live results and all of that so uh, you know flow of information so, i mean you know it should be cool i agree i agree well dude that place is rocky as hell. Blink six one eight. I I don't know which which part we were talking about, but I would assume it was the Morgantown outside of Morgantown you were talking about. Yep, that would be it. It's Mason Town. Mason Town. Yep. Who do you think names this stuff? Uh, well, probably Mr. Morgan and Mr. Mason and 
stuff like that. It's their town? Yeah, exactly. I don't have a town. Do you have a town? Yeah. Uh, you know what? Actually, apparently there is there, there's one in North Carolina, but it's like way down in this eastern part it, of the state. Is it called Bolt Town? No, no. It's actually it's just called Bolton, North Carolina, and I've always wanted to go and steal a sign, but <laughs> I'm you know too it's, afraid to do that. It's yet to have happened. Yeah, it never happened. One day, one day, my friend. Well, dude. I want to say thank you very much for coming on Seat Time this evening. As I said, I've been super busy, and I just wanted to have an evening where we could sit down, chat, and discuss just stuff. We don't have to talk about racing as much as we do, just about things that have been going on and just and just kind of have fun with it. Um, obviously, I've had a few beers. You didn't bring any down to the basement with you because you're an idiot. Um, yeah, exactly. I got mine right here. It's an empty, invisible one. Yeah, I know what's going to go in that later. <laughs> yeah. A toothbrush. Ah, that's a big, oh. ass, that's a big ass toothbrush. It's like boom, buddy. Man. Yeah, it's one of those jumbo ones. I'm brushing my teeth. Order. Is that weird? Nah, nah, that's all good. It's like nah, that's pretty normal. <laughs> <laughs> that's like when we uh, Snapchat. It's like yeah, no, that happens. Oh yeah, it's normal. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, I actually did a snap the other day. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I did too, and then I did one. I think I've done four since we've been sitting here talking. Have you really? Yeah. Holy ball, what are you taking pictures of? Uh, my computer screen with you on it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Behind the scenes. BTS. I am. I am missing out. Hold on. Well, let's just get all up in this. Let's just let's be social, kids. All right. Oh God, are you snapping me while I snap? Yeah. Yeah. Bro, tap the ghost above to add friends. No. Look at my video that I'm making. Oh, look, I'm using my thing, and there's Bolton using his thing. Mmm. Put it got, my, my story, motherfucker. I don't want to swipe for filters. Get out of here. My story. Yeah, there we go. Am I in there? There's all my... There, there. I was just giving a shout out to my Snapchat best friends or whatever. Oh, my God. Barry Hawk is on Snapchat? Yeah. We need yeah. What? Snap code? Yeah. What's a Snap code? I thought that that would just be a username. Oh, okay. So what's your snap code? Yeah, I'm trying. He's figuring it out. Pull my camera out. Oh, hold on. I'm going back into my Snapchat. Add a friend. A friend added you. Somebody added me. Okay. Yeah, I don't care. Okay, I think I see Zit. Come on. Yeah, I see this big ass glaze. I got nothing. Oh! Okay. Hold on, hold it. Hold it, motherfucker. 
Look, it just popped up. Oh. Nope, <laughs> nothing. It just says swipe for filters. No, it's the glare. Add friend, motherfucker. There you go. So that's why people put all that shit everywhere? Yes. Now I'm learning things. All right. Well, we're going to have a snap code somewhere so that way you guys can snap dirty pictures of yourself to me. And don't really do that. Let's just, we're going to do things to my story and that's it. Um, Steven, Steven's the one you want to send all your dirty pictures to. Bolt on, bolt on. Send all your pictures to bolt on. (laughs) 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 Oh, we just brought back Beavis and Butthead. It was such a good time. Uh, yeah. I'm glad that I'm 10 years older than you, yet we are at the same exact place in life. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that is, in fact, a VHS. <laughs> it looks like it's a... Uh, if that was a VHS I owned and it was that clapped out, it would have been a porn. But in your case, it's Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> I like how he just has nothing to that. <laughs> I don't even think I got anything for that. <laughs> it's like, it's so true. It's unfortunate. Well, Mr. Yeah. Bolton, keep doing what you do. I'm glad that you're out there having fun and now making a salary, um, yeah. which, is, which is, I can only imagine, amazing. Do you have insurance as well? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? So I it's what we like to call a real job. Here, here, here's what's cool is I, I don't actually turn 26 until later this year. I'm not divulging because I don't like people to know my birthday because I hate like getting wished to happy birthday and all that as weird as that is but the one like one thing you know I'm not a political person but I will say one good thing about Mr. Obama is that uh, he made it to where uh, I can ride out my parents health insurance until I turn 26 <laughs> and that's exactly what I'm doing <laughs> but then what's going to happen next year Oh, you, like later this year? Oh, actually, like I'm, I'm only on that. Like this is probably my last month on that. So. Nice, <laughs> nice. Well, hell yeah, dude. Well, we appreciate you coming on the show again. Obviously, it's been a great time having you as always. Uh, make sure that you guys go find Jerry Bolton if you're at a GNCC. You're out there having fun, kicking butt, and taking names. It's always a good time, right? Yeah, absolutely. Got to give my my shout outs to the kids watching. Uh, to my boy Skeeter and Cooter. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean Jacob and Brandon, Snapchatting me while I'm hanging out watching or whatever. Yeah. What? what whatever we're doing. Yeah, they were Snapchatting, Snapchats, or Snapchats or something. Snapping. Yeah. I think that's what the kids call it. Well, I just learned about snap codes, so obviously it's a uh, you know I'm being educated. Yeah, exactly. It's all I like good. it. Well, dude, seriously, keep it up. We're going to keep having fun. I know you're going to keep having fun and just keep us educated on what's been going on in the GNCCs. Is that cool? Yeah, absolutely. And life as well. Yeah, yeah. Life, man. It's like this thing and like things happen and then one day nothing happens because you die, man. That's the deepest shit I've ever heard from you, Mr. Bolton. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we should probably end it right there. Yep. All right. You enjoy the rest of your evening, kind sir, and we will definitely chat soon. Yeah, absolutely. Peace. Well, dude, 
Everybody out there, we appreciate you guys paying attention to Sea Time again. I'm your host, Brian Pierce. Uh, as I said, I just wanted to have a little bit of a different kind of show. We're getting ready to head to Colorado next week. So if the, those of you guys who don't know, we're going to be Sea Time Adventures. So follow us, hashtag will be Sea Time Adventures on all of these social channels. But of course, we'll be posting pictures, posting videos, all that kinds of fun stuff out there on the internet. Um, if nothing else, remember to always enjoy a pint full of awesome. This has been Seat Time, or the online show for the off-road enthusiast. You can find us at seattime.co is the website. Of course, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash seattime. On Twitter, it's at seattime underscore CEO. And on Instagram, it's at seattime. Thank you very much to our proud, amazing sponsors, Fly Racing, Kinda Tire, and, of course, SRT Off-Road. Um, for Seat uh, Time Adventures as well, uh, Shock Socks. And Tubeless has come on board to help out all of our riders with not just swag, but as well discounts so that we can have their great products with us on the road as we're riding around uh, kicking butt in Colorado. Um, keep having fun. There will be no show next Tuesday. We may uh, put together something that we can put up for you guys, but there will be no live show because of the fact that we will be in the middle of nowhere in Taylor Park in Colorado. So keep kicking butt. Have fun. If you're going to take pictures, remember to use the tagline, Pintful of Awesome. And uh, I guess we'll see you in two weeks. Peace.